You're listening to episode 239 of the FitzPro podcast. Today goes out to all of my coaches or practitioners, professionals in the health and fitness industry in the online space. Today's episode is the new coach's guide from passion to profit in online coaching. I am giving you five specific things to focus on if you are starting out or if you're in your first few years of building your online business. If that is you, hopefully you find today's episode rather punchy and helpful. Without further ado, let's dive in. The FitzPro Podcast is your no BS approach to seeking out truth in the world that is online health and fitness. You'll see through the lens of the trainer, the trainee, and the entrepreneur. I'm your host, Annie Miller, certified strength and conditioning specialist, entrepreneur, lover of sleep, lattes, and dinosaurs aka not your average fitspo. And my aim is to help you grow your mind, body, and business through knowledge and authenticity so that you too can become a fitspro. I made a workshop in 2020 called Three Steps to Build a Profitable Online Health and Fitness Business. Now you can't see my notes here, but profitable is in all caps. I named it this for a reason. Businesses need to not only generate revenue, that's one piece of the puzzle, of course, they need to bring in money, but they need to be profitable or they are ideally profitable. Many people think, oh, I'm just going to start an online business because perhaps it looks quote unquote easier than other options in life. I can assure you the benefits and possible autonomy are there in starting your own business, but make no mistake, it is not the easier route false. It is not the easier route. Let me make that so clear. And to be very frank, most people won't be successful in the online space. I've had this conversation with some of my colleagues who also have had success. Maybe they also coach coaches. And one of them made the comment that 1%, 1% of the people that come into her program are going to make it. A lot of people might build a side hustle, might continue their side hustle, but as far as like build a sustainable, like decade on decade business that is successful and continues to grow, 1% have it. That's not to say we're freaking special or toot our horns, but most people are not meant to be entrepreneurs and the online world has simply created an allure, I think. And the, the allure is that if you're a coach or practitioner in person, you can do it online with ease and make boatloads of money and work from anywhere, blah, 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 blah. Again, false. I've made an Instagram post about this before. It's like because the online space is so accessible, it sends the message that entrepreneurship is for everyone. Anyone can do it. But fact remains, again, not everyone is called to be an entrepreneur. Most people are just called to do the task, be the coach, be the technician, not be the CEO, manager, etc. that is required in entrepreneurship. So ideally, you are the person that is called to entrepreneurship. You do want to make it happen. And I am team. If you think it can happen, you can make it happen. You have what you need now to make it happen, to start, period. That is my belief. That was my mantra when I was starting my business was make it happen. So if that's you, if you're driven by the possible freedom and are okay with the reality that it will be anything but easy, 
you are my people. And I hope this episode is helpful. If the idea of being the creator and the solver of your own problems is more appealing than passing issues to someone else to handle or worse, solving somebody else's issues, let's do this. Let's freaking do this. If it physically pains you to do things someone else's way when you have a different idea, this is probably for you. If being everything, as in being the social media manager, the email marketer, the web designer, the coach, the accountant, the customer service manager is okay with you for a season, possibly years, then entrepreneurship in the online health and fitness space might be the right path for you. I don't say these things to scare you away or paint a big black X over your rainbow and butterfly painting. I just like to keep it frank because it's a reality. And after having hundreds of Fitzpros go through Fitzpro foundations and just witness people come and go in the industry over the last seven years online, these are just realities that I like to share with you and be upfront about. And I want you to be prepared, prepared to go from passion to profit in the online space. So let's go ahead and do that. I called this episode the new coach's guide, but let me be clear, not new coach, new coach to the online space, new practitioner to the online space, new professional to the online space. I make that differentiation because it is a core belief of mine that new, new coaches should work in person in whatever capacity makes sense for your area of focus. But also, you are winning, in my opinion, if you can do both. Build and establish that online presence for free while working in person as you strategically and organically, hopefully, make that transition online. My hope is never that someone is, you know, working in person, they've built this clientele over X amount of years, they've established themselves, and then they have to start from zero in the online space because you are starting from zero. It is brand new. That is not ideal. The sooner somebody can start establishing themselves online, if that's the end goal, that is when I encourage them to do it. That way there is an actual transition taking place uh, from in-person to online versus this like hard stop great, now I have to start from ground zero in the online space, and it's going to take me a lot longer to do so. If we can overlap these, that's ideal. So number one, I told you I was going to give you five things to focus on. Number one is clarity on what makes you different. What is your area of focus? What is your niche? Call it what you want. I don't frankly care, but you are going to find this through action. What made you different in person? This is one of my favorite questions to ask. What comes easy to you? What is your philosophy? What comes easy to you in particular that other coaches or other people don't enjoy or it doesn't come easy to them? I encourage you to listen to episode 237 on how to set yourself apart as a do-it-all coach. This may help you. Uh, I also dropped a podcast. I don't remember if it's 235 maybe but it was somewhat recent on establishing your coaching philosophy. Those are going to be helpful for you in determining clarity and finding clarity on what makes you different and what sets you apart. I will give you myself as an example, program design, movement quality. These are things within like, yes, I coach strength training. I coach weightlifting, but what sets me apart 
is my approach through quality movement, injury prevention, and program design. Those are what set me apart. So what are kind of your niches or your areas of focus within maybe a broader spectrum of whatever it is that you do in the world of health and fitness? If you do not have my ICA, my avatar creator download, go get that. It will be linked in the show notes. I also have a know your niche content guide that is only $27. Snag that as well. If you've got $27 to spare, that's kind of the progression that I would take. First, identify your ideal client. Your ideal client is half of your niche. You can find the rest of your niche inside my know your niche content guide. Check those out. They will both be linked in the show notes. The second thing that you need is another C and it is content frequency. Don't hate me. Don't hate me. Don't hate me. Yes, I believe, especially if posting on a social platform, but also if you're posting on YouTube, like frequency will be rewarded and the benefits of posting at high frequency and creating content at high frequency for me, my belief is that those reps are so important when you're starting out because it's just, it just expedites you becoming more clear on your messaging and how well you communicate that in the online space. It allows you to put in those reps. So while yes, high frequency content will also increase your ability to reach more people, to get in front of more eyes, to build your audience, etc., which we all want, it's also just good for you as the professional, as the creator, to put in those reps and refine your own process of actual content creation and free content creation. It also, from an audience standpoint, builds dependability, knowability, and credibility. It keeps you front of mind when someone sees what you're doing every day, when they see your content, no matter what platform that's on. And this will become profitable once you have something to actually give people in exchange for money. So focus on content frequency after you have the clarity that we discussed in number one. Number three is your offer. I cannot stress this enough. What do you sell? Who do you help? How do you help them? What is your process? What is your method? Again, we've kind of been going through this in the last few kind of business coaching based podcasts. So go view those if you haven't. I want you to get nitty gritty here. Inside Fitzbro Foundations, we call this your client lifespan, and you will fill out your final offer breakdown that that gives you clarity on all of this on one single page. But one of the best things you can do when starting out to fill a client roster is to have a method and to have an offer that works, that's effective, that people will tell their friends about, that people will want to share about because it's working for them, because it's changing their life, it's making their life easier, it's bringing them more ease, whatever. They're experiencing a transformation of some kind. So you need to determine what your offer is. Like I said, what do you sell? Who do you help? How? What is your process? I want you to get nitty gritty, look at your client experience, collect social proof, sharing that social proof, all of this falls under your offer. But first, you need to have an actual offer established. If you're not focusing on that, I encourage you to do so. Number four is once you have your offer, obviously, sales. You have to sell your offer. I know that it's very easy to be like, I'm a coach, I'm not in sales. You are though, you are, you are in sales. And often in the beginning, 
it can be the hardest to sell because you have the least amount of confidence. But if you're a coach who's been in the coaching space, just not online, you should be pretty freaking confident in your method and your approach and the offer that you create. And I know that you can feel salesy, but I actually encourage you in the beginning to sell really often without as much hesitation and doubt as you possibly can. Because like I said in the beginning of the episode, you need profit. You're building a business. You need to generate revenue. You're not going to get those client testimonies. You're not going to get the credibility that you're looking for in the online space if you aren't filling that client roster. So you've got to get people in the door. And the way that you're going to get people in the door is via selling. You can do this a few ways. So obviously talking about just your offer, your methods, whether that's through client case studies, whether it's you talking about yourself, whether it's you talking about general, like you can just say, if you're struggling with X in your content, these are some things that I would suggest. This is pulled from my blank offer that builds awareness and welcomeness into the process. And it lets people know you're not just here to create content, but you actually have something for them to invest in once they trust you enough to do so. You can also do that would, like I said, that would be just building awareness, but you can also do direct sales where you are telling people to apply to work with you, to DM you, to whatever, whatever means you're using to do this. However, it makes sense. Tell people to take action and either pay you or apply to work with you. That would ideally be after providing some kind of value via content, a mini training, something like that, a video. Not asking people to apply or work with you will not create profit, will not create revenue, will not create credibility in the online space. That I can guarantee. Number five is to none of your surprise, I'm sure, consistency. If I didn't make clear in the beginning of this episode, uh, be in this for the long haul and the daily grind. Because if you have found any success in person, you know that this is not quick. It's no quicker in the online space than it is in person. And I don't know why people think it is. It's not. Uh, Remember that frankness that we started this episode with? We are also closing it out with the same vibe. You have got to be here for the process. My most successful Fitzpros inside Fitzpro Foundations were curious about themselves. They were curious about their process. They were genuinely curious about their audience and learning about their audience and filling gaps for their audience. They were here to serve their people. They were here for learning about refinement and how they could refine their process. They were here for the reps and they enjoy this. Like I said, not everyone is cut out for entrepreneurship. If you made it this far, I guarantee you probably are cut out for entrepreneurship and that this is a pretty strong tug for you and that you want to make this happen. So they enjoy this, not every part, but genuinely just the journey of and the autonomy that comes with entrepreneurship, they enjoy it. And if that is you, I bet you can make this happen. And all of that, their curiosity, their consistency, plus their clarity on their person, their offer, why they do what they do, what makes them different is why they have been profitable. So hopefully this episode was helpful for you. You can still check out my free workshop. If you never have before, I will put the link in the show notes. It is a no BS workshop and it is the best way to join Fitzbro. If you are at all interested in that, you don't have to join from the workshop, but it is the best way to join. B 
be sure to check out my mailing list. If you have not done that yet, you can go to anniemiller.co slash news and you will get some options there. If you want to learn about fitness, if you want to learn about business, I just want to make sure you get in the right place in order to get the right thing from me. Until next time, I'm Annie Miller and thank you so much for tuning into the Fitzpro podcast. <laughs>